Did you know that nearly nine out of 10 home buyers say they'd use a buyer's agent when purchasing a home again? Buyer representation really matters when there's 111 to-dos. Visit Realtor.com slash Buyer Agent Toolkit and spread the word. Buyer agents are essential. People think that this is just a way for me to make more money, yeah. where it's a it's basically a, a team brokerage yeah. where I took my team and I just made it a little bit bigger. And now I don't have to pay a split to the house. Um, uh, I don't think that could actually be further from the truth. And I've been pretty quiet about our expansion plans. And I'm excited about next year when this airs, because I think a lot of people are going to be very surprised the same way when I launched. Right. We, we started this and no one had any idea. We kept it under wraps for like a year and we came out Wall Street Journal, middle of COVID. Everyone thought we were totally insane. And I believe very strongly that if you are in any type of sales, if you are in a media company first, you are a blacksmith. Like there is no future. Right. You cannot scale or depend upon personal relationships anymore because people make personal relationships in their phones first. So if you're not getting them there, then good luck meeting people at the coffee shop. Um, and the way of the broker has changed. You know, the, there's a lot of turnover right now with the generational gap. And my future agent, the one I'm building for today, who I care about the most, isn't you know, 35 or 45 or 55 with lots of sales experience. Okay. We built the, the business right now, the last year with people that have been in the business for at least five years, but our future, my future rockstar agent right now is 15 years old. Welcome to the real trending podcast where your host, Tracy Velt, managing editor of real trends interviews the brightest minds in real estate each week. Brokerage leaders, top agents, team leaders, and industry experts share their success secrets, trends, and lessons learned navigating this ever-changing industry. For more insightful interviews with real estate executives, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. I had the opportunity to talk to Ryan Serhant. He is the broker and founder of Serhant, and... I think a lot of people would be surprised that he launched a brokerage. He decided to in September 2020, and he was pretty quiet about it. So we talk about the growth of his brokerage and what his plans are for growth. He also talks about some trends in real estate that I thought were really interesting. And he's made a prediction that iBuyers are going to fall, that it is not a sustainable business model. So we, we go into a little detail about that as well. So I hope you enjoy the podcast and um, enjoy listening. This is Tracy Velt, Editorial Director for Real Trends. Today, you'll be listening to an exclusive interview with Ryan Serhant, CEO and founder of Serhant, a New York-based brokerage powered by media and content creation. He's also the star of Bravo's million-dollar listing, New York, and sell it like Serhant. Welcome, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, so I first want to talk about your transition to brokerage. So you spent 10 years working as an extremely successful individual agent, 
Um, you had a team, you decided in September, 2020, or maybe you decided before that, but that's when you launched your brokerage. Um, and you mentioned in a couple of interviews that it's because you wanted to scale. Now, obviously you had other options to do that virtual yep. virtual brokerages or an expansion team. I know you're with nest seekers, so I'm not sure what opportunities they offered for that. Um, but what made you decide to jump into the brokerage world rather than, stay as a team and scale as a team? I had maximized my potential and growth ability at my previous firm. Um, there was nothing more I could, I could really do. You know, we were named the number one team in New York City by, by Real Trends, I think in 2015. Yeah. Um, and I kept growing and kept doing more. And once I crossed a billion in sales annually, then I was, you know... At that point, it's like, okay, well, I, I think I've maxed out what I can do as a team. Let me do what I want to do next, which is not really start a real estate brokerage. We do do real estate sales and we are really great at it. And we're having a killer first year. Um, but we are a uh, we are a real estate ecosystem. Um, and if you really pull back the covers, we've built a content to commerce real estate firm. Uh, the brokerage is set up in three parts. We have an in-house film studio that creates content for our agents, our developers, uh, our resales stories and the neighborhoods we sell in. Our first year, we'll put out about uh, 400 total pieces of individual video content. Next year, we'll probably double that. Uh, that content drives two types of customers into basically top of funnel, which are salespeople and then people who need salespeople. And so the salespeople then get funneled into either the brokerage to come work for the brokerage, uh, starting in New York where we're based. And now as we expand, we can, we'll be able to go anywhere. Um, or they go into our training program. Sell Like Surhant is a very large online sales program for learning how to sell both real estate and learning how to sell anything that's existed now for two years. And, you know, when I was a agent previously, it was a separate business. You know, it was kind of like a, a separate hobby thing, as was the media company. I called it Surhant Media Group at the time, totally separate business. Now that I have my own company, I'm bringing everything under one umbrella and it's all together and they, they feed the flywheel. And so the agents that then go into the training program, we do referral deals with, right? There's a, it's a subscription business. Um, and we also train them to then become ready to be Surhant agents in whatever markets they're in. Um, and then we work with the people who need salespeople and sell product and sell houses and apartments and towers and all that fun stuff. And then that gives us new content to create. And then round and round and round we go. Yeah, definitely. And and so I, I thought your, your brokerage model is really interesting because it is not a typical brokerage model. There are, I, I can't think of another one who is so heavily into content creation as you are. Um, I can yeah. think of individual agents who do it or, or teams, but not necessarily brokerages. So I want to know a little bit more about your business model and your growth. Um, we'll, we'll talk about growth a little bit later, but I know you're in a, a unique market in New York City. Um, so how do you feel that translates into other markets? And I know you're into um, new development in that and lead generation. That's all been the backbone of your success. So you run the, I'm pretty sure you run your brokerage as a team, a team brokerage, correct? No. Okay. You don't see, I thought, I thought you did. So explain to me your business model and, and you're, you know, we'll go into the, growth after that. 
Yep. I'm, I'm the CEO and founder. I do my, mm-hmm. my own business uh, here and there for personal clients. Um, but we have a significant amount of lead flow that comes into that content. Okay. You know, it's, it's all day, every day. Uh, and then the agents who are here are beneficiaries of those leads. And so they have their own teams they're their own agents. They have their own splits. They have their own marketing budgets. They have started opening up their own uh, what we call a pop. So agent pop-up offices in different places. We'll, we'll have two, I think at the beginning of next year, our first two, one in Long Island city and one in Long Island, um, that the agents take on, on their own and take ownership of their own business and use our brand power to build business and build their own brands, mm-hmm. right? The agents who are here and we're very selective so far, at least in our first year with the agents that we bring on, they've all been in the business for at least five years. They carry an annual GCI of at least half a million dollars. Um, and they're here to take themselves to the next level. So to build brand, to use a lead flow and to really catapult their, their careers. And do you consider then that you offer a platform to, to expand? So, um, you know, I know that that's kind of a, um, become a, a new kind of thing with the expansion teams and the, the platforms and, and that. So looking to expand, and, and I don't know if you've seen, Real Trends recently did a study on team profitability and team profitability is, is you know, I think, four times or five times the profitability of a brokerage, depending on how you run your brokerage. Again, when we say team, it could be a team brokerage. Um, so talk to me about your, your growth strategy, like how, you know, where you have a platform to allow these teams to grow. So talk to me a little bit about that strategy. As we open the brokerage in other markets, all of our agents will be able to open expansion teams if they want to in other markets. But even as of right now, you know, we have nearly 10,000 real estate agents on our Sell It Like Sirhan platform in 109 countries doing deals all day, every day. They refer all New York business back to us because we're the New York face that they know. And then our agents here refer all types of business to all of those agents. We did like a $2 million deal yesterday in some random town in Minnesota. Um, but we have an agent there who's in our course who sells like we do, talks like we do, writes like we do, is as fast as we are. And it makes for a much better referral business kind of transaction because everyone we're working with is all here for the same reason versus any other brokerage where, okay, I guess I could keep it in the Keller or the Compass or the EXP family, but you have no idea what type of agent you're dealing with in that market. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they liars? Are they cheats? Like, will they close? And you can't tell based on their resume and the types of deals they've done. You have no idea. So you, you talk about these brokerages that have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of agents and the referral possibilities. It's like, yeah, but there's also... 350 million people in the United States. Uh, I don't trust all those people. So how can I create an alumni network within the brokerage where in order to get here and get in here, you have to be good. Mm -hmm. That way, you know, if you're referring a deal to anyone that you're referring to somebody that's as good, if not better than you are. And that just proves for better deals and more deals. And the proof is in the pudding based on our, our first year sales and the way we've been able to do deals. And the expansion plan is just more, mm-hmm. right? More of that. Um, going into different markets, uh, opening up in as many as we can within the next 12 to 24 months. Uh, but we will have houses 
So Sirhan House, the first one in New York City and Soho, the one I'm sitting in right now, uh, we will do in a handful of, of major cities, but they won't be everywhere. We just need them in major cities, um, almost like clubhouses for that region. And then the brokerage is uh, virtual completely. Everything is in the cloud. And so our agents can work with us anywhere, sell to anyone and be on any device. And that scales. Okay. So your expansion, you're looking more at expanding into the bigger cities. And then um, from there, obviously it would, you, with a presence in that big city, you can expand out around that area and and continue through that state. Uh, Are there any, are there any areas you're going to be moving into early 2022 that you're, you could talk about? I mean, our immediate markets, I think, are pretty public, which are Florida, um, uh, Florida and Long Island and the Hamptons. Yeah. Um, uh, but we will spread a lot next year. Nothing I can go into right now, but okay. we'll have a very different conversation 12 months from now. Okay, great. Well, I will be following up with you. Um, so I want to let's talk about the biggest misconception. I think, you know. Success always breeds critics. Um, I honestly have not heard uh, a lot of criticism of your model or your your company, but you're in New York City. So, you know, talk to me about what you think is the biggest misconception that other brokerage leaders have about your firm. Ooh. Um, I probably what you, what you started the interview with, which is that people think that this is just a way for me to make more money where it's a, it's basically a a team brokerage where I took my team and I just made it a little bit bigger and now I don't have to pay a split to the house. Um, uh, I don't think that could actually be further from the truth. And I've been pretty quiet about our expansion plans and I'm excited about next year when this airs, because I think a lot of people are going to be very surprised the same way when I launched, Right. We, we started this and no one had any idea. We kept it under wraps for like a year and we came out Wall Street Journal, middle of COVID. Everyone thought we were totally insane. And I believe very strongly that if you are in any type of sales, if you are in a media company first, you are a blacksmith. Like there is no future. Right. You cannot scale or depend upon personal relationships anymore because people make personal relationships in their phones first. So if you're not getting them there, then good luck meeting people at the coffee shop. Um, and the way of the broker has changed. You know, the, there's a lot of turnover right now with the generational gap. And my future agent, the one I'm building for today, who I care about the most, isn't you know, 35 or 45 or 55 with lots of sales experience. Okay. We built the the business right now, the last year with people that have been in the business for at least five years, but our future, my future rockstar agent right now is 15 years old. Yeah. That's interesting. That's who I'm building for. Oh, my daughter's 16. So uh, there you go. that's who we're building for the yeah. same way we hire and sell right now. People come to me and say, Hey, listen, I, uh, you know, I, my mom and I used to watch, you know, your show on Wednesday nights when I get home from school, um, I'm looking to buy my first apartment. It'd be amazing if I could work with your company. Yeah. Like that is brand equity paying off in a way that no one else, none of my other peers have been able to do. And you know what the big difference is? I run this business. I don't have investors. I don't have banks. There's no pressure here. I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, however fast or slow I want. Um, and I also do this. All of my competitors on the brokerage side, they are permanent CEOs and they just think about costs all day long. I have people who think about costs. I don't think about costs. I think about brand and sales. 
every day. And so I also know when I meet with my agents, like I don't have to sympathize, right? I can like truly empathize and put myself in their shoes because I know what it's like to lose a million dollar deal because I've been there and I know what it's like to be nervous about mortgage payments and rent payments and losing another client and the potential for a market decline. And I, I, I also have eaten what I killed for years and years and years and years. And the biggest brokerage CEOs that I know of anyway, you know, they, they do not currently sell or have not sold in a very long time. Yeah, that, that is true. Um, and, and, you know, it's funny because I actually did quite a bit of research trying to figure out whether you were a team brokerage or not. Um, I didn't ask your team, which is one thing I should have done, but I, <laughs> I couldn't tell, I couldn't tell, um, based on your site or some of the, you know, the articles that I read. Um, so, so it's interesting you say that because, um, because that is, I think a misconception for sure. Um, and it'll be cleared up on this podcast. So there you go. (laughs) So, um, you know, you have a robust technology platform, a marketing platform. Um, are you looking to expand the services you offer as a brokerage and you, and obviously have your education platform? Yeah, we, we train and we provide marketing resources, I think in a better way than, than anyone else, which is also the reason that I started this whole thing 14 months ago. Um, I, I didn't start the brokerage, you know, because I, I was born with the idea that I wanted to start a real estate brokerage. I, I was just in the business. I'd done well. I understood how to get to success. And I looked at every other brokerage um, out there and I interviewed from 2017 to 2020. Mm-hmm. I talked to every brokerage, all the CEOs, everyone. And I didn't like any of them. <laughs> they just, they were all either way too traditional, way too boring, misunderstood what the role of the agent was, didn't really understand that their customer was the real estate agent. Like, uh, you know, and none of them could figure out how to sell in the 2020s and the 2030s. And so I blame every other real estate brokerage in the United States for forcing me to start Sirhand. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and, and, you know, you, you mentioned the real estate agent as your customer, um, but I'm seeing this huge push now, you know, they, they are happening at the same time, but toward yeah. consumer, uh, you know, a lot of these disruptors that were trying to disrupt the real estate agent are now partnering with the yeah. brokers and the agents um, it, with a heavy, heavy focus on the consumer and the consumer experience and what yeah. do consumers want. You know, what do you tell me what you think about that and what you're seeing out there? So what consumers want, um, and I've worked with consumers for a very long time, is the best customer service. That's what they want. They're not looking to salespeople to give them something they can't find anywhere else. They're not looking to salespeople to completely change their lives. It's not, it's not a secret sauce. There's no elixir. It's provide better service than your competition and provide amazing customer service, mm-hmm. uh, amazing advocates. And so every agent that works with us uh, understands that and believes in that. You know, we are not just transactional, right? We are creating friendships. We're creating relationships around a real estate transaction, whether it's on the buy side, the sell side, the funding side, the development side. And, and I, that's always proven really, really beneficial for me. And Listen, I, I think that there's a lot of technology out there that's going to make the process of buying and selling homes um, better. It's going to make it different. It's going to change it over the years. 
for buyers and sellers. But I think you just have to look to Zillow as a classic example of how a computer can't hold anyone's hand. It just, it just can't, I wish it, listen, I wish it could. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, I could do something else. Like I said, let's figure it out. Yeah. Let's go, you know, but you're the same way, you know, fidelity and E-Trade didn't, didn't remove Goldman Sachs. Like any computer system is then going to have to be understood. Um, and the fall of the iBuyers, right? Zillow went first, the rest are going to go. Uh, is just a perfect example of how an algorithm can't beat a real estate agent being there in person. There are certain things that you're just not going to be able to do. It's like going to the doctor. Like you can go to WebMD, diagnose yourself. I wish you the best of luck. But when things get real, you need to go in your car and see an actual doctor who's been trained, who has the experience to talk to you, to tell you to do either the same thing you knew you were going to do anyway, or give you even better advice. And that's what you pay them for. And real estate agents are the same. You know, we're not selling shoes, right? So for low dollar items, then sure. Will there always be shoe salespeople? Probably not. You know, will there always be salespeople for the lowest dollar? No, probably not. Um, especially in the inflation environment that we're in today. But for major purchases, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars, it is tricky to do that point and click. Um, yeah. There's massive risk. Yeah. And, uh, and you need that guidance. You need that person. And I've always said from the beginning, you know, since I started million dollar listings, since I got in this business, you know, I realized that people hate being sold, but they love shopping with friends. And so if you can be the solution to that problem, you can sell anyone, anything. Yeah. Yeah. And what about core services? Is that something that you're, you're, um, you know, looking into as you, as you continue to operate? Yeah, we will continue to branch out core services, but listen, like I'm, I'm not going to bring on a title company or, uh, you know, do all these other things that some other firms are doing. It's, you see a lot of firms do that from bank lender and investor pressure. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't really have that. I mean, we'll see, maybe I'll eat my words in two years or something, <laughs> but for right now, my customers, the real estate agent, I want to provide them with the absolute best tools, but I'm also not out here to spend money to reinvent things that already exist. Like I don't need to create an app that helps agents text that exists already. You know, I'm, I'm, we're creating a lot that will release in 2022. Um, that doesn't exist that agents because I am one could really, really, really use to help me sell more property, help me win more pitches and help me make more money. Yeah. You know, we say all the time that sales, if you really understand what it means to be in sales and you love it and you work for it every day, it is probably one of the best careers in the world to build a limitless livelihood. Right. And if you build that limitless livelihood through the mastery of sales, which is what we teach in our, our, training platform, um, you could have an unlimited life, you know, and that's what it's all about. At the end of the day, this isn't like, this isn't about just getting up and having a job. It's about building something bigger for yourself. So you can lead the best life possible, be the happiest and have the greatest family, you know, and have the, the house you've always wanted and the car you wish you, you wish you had earlier, but now you can actually get like, I want to help everybody get to that point where they are, uh, limitless with their ideas. Yeah. And, and, um, what I, what I hear a lot from you, it really boils down to 
you know, under completely understanding your value proposition and your culture and everything you do ties into that. And I think a lot of brokers really struggle with that, especially smaller brokers, well, larger ones too, you know, so what helped you the most to define that? How, you know, did that just come naturally to you as, as uh, obviously you have a brain for, for marketing. Um, So talk to me about that process and any advice that you could offer brokers in developing that and really truly understanding that. Well, one of the things I, I honestly, I wish I had, and people ask me this all the time, like, well, if you could do something different when you got into the business uh, as an agent, like what would you have done differently? I wish um, that there was a way that I could invest into my business sooner than I did. I would have gotten a lot farther sooner because it took me a while to get comfortable with money and to really understand that scared money doesn't make money and that you have to invest back into yourself, whether that's, you know, with an assistant, right. Or a social media person or hiring a publicist or, you know, in New York, I can't drive. There's no parking, right? There's no gas station on the Island of Manhattan. So like, where am I, where am I going to (laughs) go? So you get stuck in the subways. There's no service. There's train problems. You know, there's Uber bills are insane. Um, you know, an active real estate agent in New York city will spend 50 to $60,000 a year on Uber now. So I would invest into a car and driver just because it makes the most sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's what I did later on in life. And so now we, we came out with it this year, um, a commission purchase firm called Realty Capital, which mm-hmm. is very active now in New York and in Florida that enables agents to get paid. Now, if you have a contract signed, we will give you that commission, uh, for a small fee now. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to wait. So you can start investing into your business now. And there's all been all these like loan sharky type of commission advance companies out there that are, that are awkward. And they, 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 you know, they're contracted directly with your brokerage and it's uncomfortable and it's weird. And so I wanted to set something up where it was contracted directly with the agent. So no one ever has to know it's your own personal decision. It's your personal money. Um, and it gives you dollars today, like within 24 hours, Mm -hmm. the minute you have a signed contract so that you can start investing into your business and build a better career today. Because whatever dollars you think that you're going to save by waiting three months or two months for a closing, or even longer, if you're in an area with new development, um, you're going to make all that back. And then some with all the business you're going to do, because we give you the capital now instead of waiting. Yeah. So that's like one of the big things. And I'm glad that we were able to start that company this year to really help the future agent and the super successful agent, you know, who just has bigger opportunities because they've been doing it for longer. Yeah. And, and so let's talk about trends. What are some of the trends you're seeing in real estate brokerage, not market necessarily, but, um, you know, some of the trends that you're seeing in the way businesses are run and, and some of the things that agents and brokers are doing. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's a funny question. I mean, uh, it used to be like when I got into the business in 2008, the top agents were singular. Like he's a great broker. She controls the lake. You know, he does all the deals in the mountain, all that stuff. Um, and for me in New York, it was like, well, if you're fifth Avenue, you go to her type thing. Right. Slowly, but surely teams started to be created. Yeah. Right. But teams were like three people, four people, max 
10 people. So I built a team that was then 65 in three separate states because I could, I had that freedom and why not? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then you started to see agents actually investing back into their own businesses in a way they never would before. They would just, the brokerage would run ads, right? They would take their clients out to dinners, but real estate brokers are so cheap. You know, agents were cheap. They wouldn't invest. They wouldn't take out ads and billboards and actually invest into themselves, realizing that they weren't just realtors, mm-hmm. that they were brands. Mm-hmm. And now I think more and more and more, and we see this with our training course too. We just released a course about how to build your, your brand. That is just like insane how many people have gotten it. But it's like the minute you realize in real estate that you don't wake up a broker, you wake up a brand everything changes. And I think that's a trend that we're starting to see now through the power of social and Mm -hmm. using companies like Realty Capital to invest back into your business. Agents are realizing that they're not just realtors running from commission check to commission check. They're building real brands and real companies around themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely see that as well. Um, Where do you see the biggest opportunities for real estate uh, brokers in the next year? I think there's a lot of opportunity in the digital space. I think that most people completely do not understand it, what it means to sell a home and in a metaverse or not. And I think a lot of people can also get very, very hurt. So you have to be incredibly careful. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the biggest opportunity is it used to be pre COVID local brokers, local markets. If you could expand your team, that's fine, but local brokers, local markets, because people kind of wanted their agent in a box right? I want to see my agent at 10 AM and then, Oh yeah, you're going to come by and pick up that thing at noon. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Now due to COVID the idea that agents don't just have to be local has completely accelerated. And I think a massive opportunity in the next 10 years and going forward is if you are great at selling a house in one city, you could be great at selling a house in any city. Your focus has now changed from local real estate to customers how can I rack up the most amount of customers in the best price brackets and I'll sell them real estate in my local market, but also sell them real estate in Texas and Nashville and Chicago and Mexico. And we can do that now because everything can be digital. Virtual tours are very, very, very clean and easy to use. And people can buy homes from their phone and from their computer. And you can have local partners that are on those grounds. And so, you know, my advice to agents And where I see the biggest opportunity is to invest in yourselves, but also to realize that your potential is far bigger than your driving distance. Yeah. And what are you seeing? Um, You know, obviously, New York, Florida, they're big uh, global investment areas. Um, Are you you know, I know COVID kind of put a little bit of a damper on that, Uh, not completely, but um, what are you seeing? Are you seeing that trend toward I I keep reading these articles? I'm in Florida, so I keep reading these articles talking about they're coming back, they're coming back, they're coming back. But um, I haven't actually seen evidence that they're coming back like they were. Um, So what are you seeing? More people are moving to New York City now than pre-COVID. Okay. From um, global though, I'm talking about out of country. Well, it's yeah, global. Okay. Um, now that borders have opened as of November 8th, I actually uh, just put up a billboard on uh, 495. So the major expressway on the way from JFK, the airport into Manhattan in the midtown tunnel that says, welcome back to New York. Want to live here? DM me. And it's a <laughs> huge, huge face. Um because there's, you think inflation is tough in the United States. Yeah. Every other central bank 
throughout the, the, the world, throughout the globe is uh, having inflation issues. And so people with money are looking at places to deploy their capital and they don't want to own their own currency. And the US dollar is still strong uh, or stronger uh, you know, than their native currency. And so they're saying, okay, well, I don't just want to put money into, you know, Chase Bank. Mm -hmm. Let's put money into US real estate and hold it. And yeah. so you're going to see a lot more foreign investment than ever before. And I think next year is going to be one of the craziest years for real estate ever. And where are you seeing that coming from? Um, any new markets since post-COVID? Not new market. I mean, New York City, from my point of view, has been a global market forever since the right. day I got into it. So it's kind of yeah. coming from everywhere. You know, it's obviously now where people get their money is different. So there's a lot of technology. There's a lot of crypto, a lot of crypto. We do a lot of crypto deals now. Um, it's mind boggling. And the dollar numbers are just insane. It's yeah. like, it's, it's a lot of people hit the lottery in the last 18 months. And it's yes. just, which yeah. is nuts. So like we're doing a $40 million deal right now, wallet to wallet through Bitcoin. Wow. Um, and that guy could not afford that apartment two years ago. Wow. And so it's just wild. <laughs> like yeah. It's just totally nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, obviously Miami, you know, is a huge global market. Um, Orlando does get their fair share of, um, you know, global investors and, and, and that and buyers, but, um, you know, I, Miami, I think it's, it's come back some, but I haven't really seen Orlando come back completely yet. So. Yeah, it will next year, big, big yeah. year. Yeah. Um, my last question is just, what does the future hold for your firm? <laughs> I feel like we kind of went I through it already. <laughs> I would say, you know, the future is, is really bright, really exciting. Um, and hopefully soon there will be a Sirhan agent near you, wherever you are. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for um, being on the Real Trending podcast. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And it was a really interesting interview. I love learning about all the different uh, business models out there and, and different ways of doing business. So it was an educational as well. So thank you. Thanks, Tracy. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Real Trending. To stay up to date on the current trends in the industry, subscribe to our podcast at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more.